You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Geek Nerd Tech, the host, that's us. The host is uh, is Nando Velasquez. Yeah. Hello. Hi, what's up? And, and Achilles Shine. I'm teching. I'm teching over here. Teching. <laughs> Tech money. <laughs> and me, Joe Braswell. We're the three hosts of uh, Black Hollywood Live's new show, Geek Nerd Tech. We're breaking down all things in the nerd culture, the geek culture, and specifically uh, in the tech culture. Uh, you know, we the, the show is based on the fact that we believe, we know for a fact that us as minorities consume a large part of technological uh, gadgets and whatnot. As consumers, we consume all of this, all of these things. We also consume a gigantic amount of nerd culture and geek culture and genre culture, right, Nando? Yeah. You know, we like nerd shit, right? We like nerd shit. All right, good. Totally. So, <laughs> so we're here to uh, to talk about all those things. Um, but thank you for joining us. We're going to try to every week sort of bring you the latest in, you know, gadgets and what's happening in the tech world and also uh, some genre stuff and some nerdy stuff and bring you probably some guests as well to come in um, from the entertainment world, from the tech world, uh, and from social media, the, the social media world to come in and, and talk about what's going on in the world of, I don't know, genre culture, nerd culture, geek culture, correct? Yeah. You got right. it. Cool so, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, just just back to some small background. You know, Nando, you uh, Nando is formerly of Attack of the Show, uh, which is as geeky and nerdy as a show as you can get. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> and, I, and I know him personally. I I, I, I do a couple <laughs> shows with this guy, and he knows his stuff when it comes to the the, the genre stuff and the nerd stuff and the geek stuff. Mm. Uh, you can speak for yourself, but I'm just going to talk right now. No, I, I like it. No, it's fine. I like it. Go, All you right. know, boost me up some more. All right, and he's, and he, and he's very young. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking. Uh, and then my man Akili Shine is here, uh, who I who I affectionately call the Black Gordon Parks, the Black Gordon Parks, the uh, light skinned Gordon Parks, I should say. That's a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, he is a uh, one of the smartest cats I know. He is a um, writer, producer, musician, uh, super tech expert, culture expert. Um, he's 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 a Renaissance man. As, as it were, and uh, he's got a lot of stuff to contribute and a lot of things to say. You can find him all over the place. Thank you um, for that wonderful introduction, sir. Well, thank you. And now you guys can talk about me. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. And I'm Joe Braswell. I'm, I'm here. I, I work on the TV show Extra. I also, um, I'm a producer over at Grantland.com, and I'm a contributor over at Geek Magazine. Uh, this is my world, nerd culture, geek culture. This is exactly what I love to talk about. Um, and so we're here. So we're doing it. So let's just jump right into it for now. We're going to, um, you know, we want to bring you sort of like our, our favorite sort of tech stories of the week, if you will. Um, just what we sort of, what we like look through and what, what happens every week that we see. And, you know, I, I'll start first. Like one of the things that's jumping out for me, I want to jump right into this is that this whole notion, uh, this is a story that was in. Uh, site world about it's a sort of an IT website that, we, that 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 we like to go to, and this is really interesting talk about wearable technology 
and, and, and it's sort of like how we thought wearable technology is very much a fad, mm-hmm. but it's also like what the site says is it's really, really here to stay. There's this gigantic um, summit here that just that just happened, and there's a, there is a uh, a panel, and a lot of these guys from you know from you know the Google Glass guys, the Samsung guys, were there talking about all all all, all what they have coming immediately, but what's also an R and D and it's a lot of going on here. We're not talking about just wristwatches uh, and, 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 and fuel bands. We're talking about, they're talking about things like wearable. They, they break them down between wearables, you know, like, like clothing. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, right now, people have been talking about smartphones, but the next big fad is going to be the smartwatch. That's exactly. really the yeah. next technology right now. Exactly. And you see it. The photo that we have up right now, I believe, is uh, the e-paper watch, which was started off as a Kickstarter campaign and made phenomenal money on its Kickstarter campaign. And pretty much you, you could have gotten one of these one of these watches for a hundred dollars. And right. it allows you to get your texts on your on your on your watch and also just tracks all sorts of activities, your calendar and everything. It it does a really, really good job. And it's just one perfect example about how we are starting to, like you said, wear technology. But again, one thing that was lost with the smartphone, I think, was the watch. People, I've noticed less people wearing watches because they just use their phone for everything. So a long way from um, the first digital watch that had like a little calculator part to it that was my in joint. the 80s right that was my joint in the 80s like little little casios yeah, yeah like like that was high tech i yeah. was like yeah I remember when one. it was cool when it was cool even like like those old james bond movies like you had your phone on your watch and you just yeah. be like, and you'd be well like talking this is this watch. is kind of what you know samsung has that has that new has a new uh, watch coming out and they are really spending a lot a lot of money on, on the marketing campaign yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and one of the things they're talking about is so the future is here they they go through i mean we've all seen the campaign at this point but they go through all of the various devices of, in popular culture they use in pop culture from the dick tracy radio watch mm-hmm. to yeah. the jetsons watch to the knight rider kit I'm in trouble. That watch. Mm-hmm. They 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 use uh, the Inspector Gadgets watch. Yeah. They go through all these things and basically saying like, now it's it's real. It's here. It's finally um, available. And I never really thought about it. I, I, that wasn't really for me. I thought like, you know, I'd rather wear like a proper wrist wristwatch. And you know, and and and, but I didn't know if I wanted like some digital joint with. I mean, I don't see myself talking in my watch. I think that's kind of corny. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm good, sir. <laughs> but I don't think, <laughs> but I don't think it's. I don't think it's like that, though. Is it? I think it's like a Bluetooth situation. It's probably a Bluetooth situation okay. that you can just control on your watch. Yeah, yeah. But I would. I mean, I'm sure you can talk to you talk to your wife too. But like, I think it's just like, what's up, Keely? <laughs> Do you know what time it is? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it will be. You know, wait, wait a second. But there are going to be some people who want to do that because yeah. because it looks cool. Because yeah. you think, yeah, I want to be, I want to be, you know, pimping out with it. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to be talking to my watch. Yeah, like those people who had those. Uh, what was those? Um, those phones that were walkie talkies. They doubled as walkie talkies as well. Like I, I remember walking down the street and seeing people talking on their like walkie talkie phones. Chirps. Oh yeah, yeah those the, little uh, chirps like really the loud. Motorola chirps. So, the Motorola, yeah. like. Beep. Exactly, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's like, you know there are going to we'll be see. people like that eventually. Yeah, I just want to, well, it fulfills all my childhood dreams of uh, being Michael Knight. Like, you know, he would do like, Kit, scan the building. Like, how would Kit, and Kit could scan a building, by the but way. But you know what? But you can, obviously with wearable technology, what can happen is, A, you can do the Bluetooth. I personally don't like the Bluetooth um, technology. I don't like putting the stuff on, on my ears. I do not. But you know what would probably end up happening? You probably end up having stuff like on your shirt. Yeah. Like you end up having a microphone uh, wearable technology, like maybe. Well, on your that's, that's, a, that's a, kickstart that. Kickstart it. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, and we love matter. we black folks love 
Bluetooth. We love having Bluetooth shit in our ears. And that's like, <laughs> we, we do that like all the time. But like, even, even, even when it, you know, was out like five, six years ago. I have a question for you. So like how, for you, how do you see the convergence of fashion and technology? Like you rocking a shirt that has technology in it, rocking, you know, a piece of fabric that has technology woven into it. I mean, you know, I, that's something I never even thought about. Except for the fact that now these guys are talking about, you know, wearables broken down in, in terms of the clothing. So, like, when I think of that, I think of, like, Back to the Future Part 2. I think of Marty McFly with his jacket that presses a button and goes, you know, the Nike Easy Press. And gotta, that's what I think of wearable technology. But we're talking about things that basically, they break it down into two classes. They're, like, into two sort of categories that, you know, inf- uh, technology that sort of collects data, basically, like, collects data, for, you know, from you and puts it somewhere, and also, and then technology that outputs data. So, you know, what, the, 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 the more you're wearing, you know, the more data you can sense and collect. I don't know that that's, like, a fashion statement to me. I, I don't know that I would want to, I think that, to me, technology still has to be uh, practical and sensible. Well, so. here's what's going to happen. I mean, the first time we get that kind of technology, there's not going to be a hundred million choices of, uh, of clothes to wear or technology to wear in this case, it's going to be kind of like what the iPod started out as. The iPod started out as this kind of this brick. It was very simple. Right. Uh, stylistically, I mean, people got used to it and liked it, but it wasn't anything super fancy. You didn't have choices. Right. So it's probably going to start off with kind of like this watch. The e-paper watch is not doesn't look like anything special, but it does a lot of really awesome stuff that people like. Eventually, once the technology starts getting better, then you'll see more options. You'll see you'll see different colors. You'll see different styles. You'll see people actually working in the fashion industry working along with technical people to make this a reality. I mean, what do you see as the most, I guess, wearable technology? Because you, you have the glasses that have technology in them. You have the watches. Glasses are great. We well, it's funny you ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you ask because I happen to have some examples right here. The things that are coming. One of the things that they're working on. So they already have this of the the RFID wristbands at Disney World and Walt Disney World so you can like it's the same thing as a smart band you have the RFID wristbands and you can go in and get your fast pass and get your tickets and do your everything you can actually purchase things with it it's, it's from what I understand it's like it, it, it has all you all cash free in, and so Disney is already on top of this and in, in, on, on um Back East that is not Disneyland yet but some of the things that they're coming they're talking about is the smart diaper what the, yeah the smart diaper so imagine you know you minding your own business and you get a tweet or a text like, oop, change little Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, like that's, that's, uh, you know, Forbath also mentioned the smart diaper from Huggies that, that notifies parents via Twitter when babies need changing. That's coming. That's great. That, that's technology at work there. We also talk about things like the uh, airwaves, which is the smart face mask, mm. which is, uh, is, I don't, this is weird, but this is maybe like in, in China and some of these other places where, you know, you have high, high uh, concentration of pollution. High concentration of pollution. It actually will monitor where the air, you know, what the air quality is like in the area, adjust, you know, your filtration. Like that, that's like on some, uh, that's like Fallout, you know, the, the, the video game Fallout right now. <laughs> it's like oh, some yeah. weird technology there. So, uh, you know, uh, the, all, all the glass technology, the glass technology, we know, we know about Google Glass, which is coming. But this, the, the variations of the Google Glass, what, what we'll be able to do with eyeglasses, which we already see in various spy movies and everything else. But like that technology, being able to put a pair of glasses on and have all kinds of information, be able to scan and receive, that, that's really not that far away. Not at I mean, all. I mean, Google yeah. Glass is already here, but so we'll see where that goes. And, you know, look, um, they, you know, the, the Google glasses has a single eye, but a lot of these guys are coming for the double eye. So, right. I mean, you know, 
We'll see. We'll see. Um, like I think some companies called Movero, the, 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 the I can't pronounce it, Movero BT100, they call it twice the glasses at half the price. It's like mm. the new competitor Google Glass where you get both eyes instead of one eye. So we'll see. I mean, there, there, there's tons of things coming, but you know, wearable technology is, is basically here to stay. It's not a fad, so we should definitely get used to it. Um, and I know a little later in the show we're going to talk specifically about the Nike Fuel Ban, um, which I'm not. I'm the one guy on the planet who doesn't use, who's not familiar with it, you know. And I still look like this, homie. I still look good. No, I don't. But uh, uh, no, but yeah, I don't, I don't use, I don't use it. I don't know about it. So um, there's a new one coming. That's a big deal that everyone's excited about. Well, you're wearing one. I'm wearing one. So you have. Yeah. I do have one. I don't have the new one, but I have it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I need, I need to know about. It. So we'll talk about that later in the show. But, yeah, yeah. But that's that's that, that's my story. Like I don't know, um, Achilles. What, what what jumped out at you? What what do you got for this week? What's your story? So man, the big piece of news that uh, dropped this week was the the piracy site, um, ISO Hunt was shut down, and they uh-huh. had to pay a huge settlement, um, 110 million dollars actually settlement um, to stop pirating movies, music. TV shows. No, is this a movie? Is this, is this a? Is, 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 so, for those who don't know, ISO Hunt is you know one of the big sort of like places to go to you know, illegally BitTorrent download your your Breaking Bad's and your everything else. So, but we're talking about you know really entire movies, television shows. I mean, you know, software, music, software, any type everything. of media, right? Yeah. And this is kind of a big. I mean, this is a big win, right, for somebody because this is a big win because this, this these guys were. I think it's a, it. it's a big win for the creatives. It's a big win for those that make content because, I mean, you make a piece of content, you want to be compensated for it. And these type of sites, you know, take away your bottom line. Like, if you can get a whole season of a TV show in, a, in five minutes, like, for free. Right. Like, that, that takes away from a, a creative's livelihood. Right. So I think it's a big accomplishment for the industry in the sense that it's going to help push back, you know, sites like this that, Take away from people's pockets, right? Which which makes which makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't know. I think, but so what, what I'm trying to understand is like, so what, how did how did um, ISO Hunt make money? They shut them down and they pay a hundred and ten million dollar fine. I mean, do they have a hundred and ten million dollars? Like, from my understanding, I think they'll only pay about two or four million. Oh, only. <laughs> That's chump change. Those guys chump make change a lot. for me. Those guys make a lot of money doing that kind of stuff, though. Too. I so hunt. They have premium services. You just pay. You know, you certain pay certain. Uh, I don't know how it amount. works. I don't steal shit like you do, Nando. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how it works. Criminal. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, they actually no. make a lot of money. I mean, there would there've been other pirate pay. There've been other um, BitTorrent sites that have been uh, taken down, and some of them, yeah, the guys, the guys are living out in Europe and uh, outside of the U.S. jurisdiction. And yeah, and, like Pirate Bay is actually shut down in the U.K. Yeah. You can't even get that site yeah. in the U.K. Oh. So, I mean, it's a growing problem. Piracy is a growing problem, and it, it, it does affect the bottom line here in Hollywood. So uh, it is something that, that concerns a lot of people. And right. uh, what happens, too, I think, is people feel like... Like Breaking Bad's a perfect example. If you don't have cable, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just BitTorrent it. But you're right. really taking money out of a lot, a lot. And, and I get some of the people who argue for it, and the fact that maybe all the money that you spend on like cable on your network, uh, you know, cable costs and everything else doesn't go to all the right people anyway. But that's not a reason to kind of 
you know, to turn down money off the people who really need to get it. Also, some of the arguments are like if something's released here domestically and say I'm in China or Japan, I'm yeah. not going to get that piece of content yeah. for months later because it's a later release. We so. live in a world where people expect things they're entitled to expect things immediately. Exactly. Right. Uh, HBO, there was always a big argument about HBO Game of Thrones because people wanted to get HBO Go. They wanted to spend money, but they can't even get HBO Go, for example, exactly. without going to their cable company and, and, down, and, and ordering cable. Even right. if they don't use cable. Like, they don't want to use cable, so they'd rather, but they have their computer, so they'd rather just do HBO Go. No, you have to subscribe, and you have to actually purchase HBO yeah. Uh, as well, and it gets to be really crazy. Uh, same thing with like uh, downloading off of iTunes. There's like again, you don't get stuff instantaneously right. as opposed to torrenting. So until they shout develop, out to iTunes, yeah, <laughs> shout out to iTunes. Until they develop a better system for that, because I, I, there is some validity to these arguments. You know why in a, in a in a state where we can download anything, why do we have to wait six months to see certain And not things? just that, why do I have to pay the same amount that I would pay for a hard copy of a DVD yeah. for a digital copy? It should be it should be way lesser. Yeah. My price should be scaled down. Yeah. Well, I, I think with uh, with iTunes, shout out to iTunes again, some other places, it is a little bit cheaper, but right. I still think they haven't figured out the exact formula. You know what's really cheap on iTunes? What's really cheap on iTunes? This show. <laughs> Downloading this show on iTunes is dirt cheap. It's free 99? It's free 99. Free one, one thing, though, that I do like about BitTorrents is that, it's, say, I, I produce something and I want to share it with you, mm-hmm. and you're across the world, and I don't, and I want to share it with you and your and your, your friends. Yeah. Well, I could just throw it on there, and you can sure. you can share it and pirate it and, and give it to all your friends. So, so the person that's not in the industry and has a billion dollars behind them. And doesn't care like, about making any money. Exactly. Like, it's a perfect way to promote, market your creative expression. Well, then here's the thought. Why don't you just put it on YouTube? Well, well, Vima, uh, yeah. well beyond that, I think this is this just speaks to a larger issue that, frankly, Hollywood is, is dealing with now. I mean, they're, they're this big, you know, the studios versus the, the Googles and everything else in the world. There's this, there's this fight for, you know... Um, content and, what, and how the content should be delivered hmm. and, and who's allowed to get it. And it's the same thing that we saw happening in the music industry uh, about, you know, about six, seven, eight years ago where, uh, you know, the music industry had dictated the way the content was to be distributed and delivered to their benefit. And it's been, they've been doing that for, you know, 75 years. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, John Fanning and those guys said, you know, we're going to do something different, which was illegal, hmm. but you know, it really changed the entire industry. And ironically now, the thing about that whole Napster thing, which is so funny, is, like, they could have, any of those any of those guys, any of those record companies that don't exist anymore, any of those, any of those labels, could have bought, just bought, bought them out. Just instantly bought, bought uh, you know, Sean Fanning, bought Napster, would own it. If no one had the vision of the foresight, you know, pre-Steve Jobs, to sort of say, well, this is the way things are going. Let me just give this kid some money for dirt dirt cheap, you know, comparatively. Yeah. They could have got him for dirt cheap and then really revolutionized the industry, but instead they resisted, they resisted, they resisted, and then they collapsed. And now Napster is just like, you know, Pandora or it's just like you know, Spotify or anything else. It's just the same service that exists in the world, and he's legit, and all these other record companies are gone. That is all that to say is it, it pains me to see, you know, the television industry and the movie industry kind of going through the same thing. Like, they're, they're having that same fight. The same establishment is like, we're not going to need to do it the old way, and we're not going to do it any other way, and but we're going to control everything. It's like, I think that's the thing with 
technology. Technology evens the playing field, and, and the more things advance in a, in a technological way, it depreciates in value. Like well, if, if I can make the same thing that a, a TV exec can make, right. but I don't I don't see it. At, I don't see the mystique of it anymore. So why yeah. should I pay twenty bucks for it? Well, Fifty bucks for it. There's I can that. make it myself. But then also, just on, on the case of the piracy, uh, you know, ISO Hunt will be shut down, but there'll be a new site up eventually, exactly. of course, because people are smart enough to know how to figure if they want to get something for free. There are people out there who just love the challenge of being able to create something or create a system or a network. The best way, and, and Hollywood has has improved on this, is to set a system because there are a lot of people who download stuff because, again, they just they just tired of the frustration of trying to get stuff that's delayed or the or, or the money conversation that's going on. Or you know, once once Hollywood can figure that out and figure out a system, I, I, it'll get more people honest. Yeah. I, the people who want to steal will always steal. If you're a criminal, you're a criminal. <laughs> well, I'm because, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the way it is. You can spoken, be, spoken by... By a criminal. Yes, totally. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, there aren't as many criminals out there as you might think. And a lot of people, I think everyone, a lot of people can say that they've downloaded something illegally. Or uh, received something from a friend that yeah. was downloaded. Or, or that's <laughs> right. your loophole. Like, my friend, you know, I didn't download I didn't it. it. Exactly. I didn't know. My friend my Joe Braswell gave it to me. Yes. <laughs> so you can arrest him. Right. No, but, uh, yeah, so... So there's a Porn. lot of people who want to be honest, and they just need the right the right system to be honest in. Right. So all right. So so I don't know. Well, that this this is a, obviously an ongoing story, but one down. You know, a hundred BitTorrent sites to go. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I know who's I don't know whose side I'm on on this, but you know, I do want people to get paid for this stuff, but I do want you know information and, and content to be available to everyone. So we'll see. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's, there'll be a solution here. Um, at some point in our lifetime, I imagine. Nando, what about you? What's your, what's your tech story of the week? What do you got? Well, you know, today, Virgin Atlantic, or actually Virgin Galactic. Oh, yeah, get it, yes. get it straight. <laughs> yeah, I got it straight. straight. Virgin Galactic <laughs> uh, spoke out about their future plans over at Wired 2013. And it's really impressive. I mean, these are the people who are sending billionaires out to space. You know, Lance Bass, Bass I think, was one of them. Like yeah. they, they actually got their tickets so they can go L- fly L- Lance Bass is not a billionaire, but he's close. Uh, he's up there. He's yeah. got he's got money. Celebrities. That, that, and, that, that NSYNC money is plentiful. I'm sure. <laughs> the NSYNC sure. money is really, really deep. But really, you know, they're just catering to this very high-end uh, – ideal of, of being able to travel into space instead sure. of like the old fashioned way where you have to go to NASA and be like some tra- super super athlete and train in a certain phenomenal way. Now you just buy a ticket more or less and go. Right. And now they haven't really done anything yet, but they have some really awesome lofty goals. And actually one of their goals is to pretty much reinvent the cruise industry. Mm. So in other words, you get space cruises. So, which is kind of cool. Space tourism. Space tourism. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, obviously, explain it, this is like okay. This is I, okay. Let me let me stop. You want to butt explain. in? No, I just I, I do want to butt in, but like just so <laughs> let me get this straight. <laughs> so I and I know about this, but Virgin Galactic yeah. is real. We know that it's right? a real it's entity. A real Richard thing. Branson. Is, Richard Branson is doing this. Yes, and that is one of the, that that is the, the this ship that they fly up at high super high altitudes. Right. Yeah. The thing get, in the middle. Uh-huh. If, if, if you're watching on YouTube, the thing in the middle uh, or or on the site is the actual sh- ship that goes uh, suborbital. Yeah, it goes outside of the atmosphere. Outside the atmosphere. Yeah. Like a space shuttle. Kind of like a space shuttle, yeah, exactly. Except for it's not taking off like a space shuttle. Yeah. Apparently, it's taking off just like a regular plane. It's not. It's not propelled by a rocket, right? Well, it, well, it, it gets up there to a certain degree, and then it detaches, right? Does, does that does that piece in the middle detach? I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. it, okay, so that detaches, the thing flies down, and that thing cruises around in space, and then lands. Yes. Okay. Is that so, crazy or what? Okay, so that's crazy. So so then so. <laughs> 
And so what they want to do is yeah. build a bunch of these. Now that doesn't look very comfortable. I've, I've been on a cruise ship. That looked like that looked very comfortable. I mean, I'm, how much am I play, well, first paying of all, to get like is, strapped into that thing? This is obviously something that they're creating. Does not look like right luxury now. to me. Nando. It doesn't look like luxury. Well, this is long term plans. This is okay. something that's still way out there. But this is this is what they're working towards. They right. believe they can reinvent the cruise industry and do space tourism out there. Also, what I thought was really interesting about these these planes that they're making. First of all, they're going to probably end up bringing back the Concorde. This is kind of Concorde esque looking yeah. style. So their their thought about how to fix space slash air travel really involves taking a plane, as you said, yeah. taking a plane flying off and having it actually go sub little to the point that it goes outside of the atmosphere. It's 10 miles so up. It goes, up. yeah, and apparently it's going to greatly enhance the speed. They were claiming that they could, in the future, make a flight from London to Sydney, Australia in two and a half hours. Wow. That's incredible. Two and a half hours. Well, the Concorde did it like, the Concorde did, it was like New York to to London. It was like two and a half hours? It was, like it was three, something like that, but like New York to hours? London is closer. It's yeah. a lot closer than Sydney. Oh, sure it is. It's it a is. lot right? closer than Sydney. That's crazy. So I would have to think, and I don't know, the, I haven't looked at The Concorde was, was really bad. That was a badass plane. That was a badass plane, but it, it, uh, there was an accident in or 2000. Like yeah, it, it was yeah, a couple of, there couple was a couple of, 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 of the horrible explosion. But. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, just lost, they just lost faith in the product. I would so never, I would never be in a Concorde. You gotta think that, uh, uh <laughs> two and a half hours or five hours and I'm alive. Yeah, What is it, New York to London, I think it's what, six hours, I think? Yeah, it's like six hours. Six hours and I'm alive. I'll take that. I'll take, I'll take living. No thanks, Concorde. You gotta think that, uh, an average cruise ticket price is what, three, four hundred dollars? Yep. And this is a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, the prices are going to be expensive. This is not going to be something that's going to be available necessarily to anybody in, in the meantime. But it's a very novel pro- um, concept. Right. And you know what? This is the way the future looks. You yeah. know, this is the way the future could be. All right. So, so I don't know. Like, so what, do we have a timetable on this on this on this thing? Like, they didn't set up a timetable yet. But uh, but you can imagine that the fact that they have this here, that they're, they're going to this is their first announcement about. All these plans, right? So you can imagine that it will be something they're working on, and I'm sure they'll have a, more announcements in the future. But you know what? It is kind of cool to see them reinvent space travel. You know, this is the only this is the only entity that's really doing this right now. Well, this is the, this, this is the thing that, that I'm, asking, I'm wondering about. It's like this is a business plan. I mean, like the the audacity, the sort of the hubris of of Richard Branson, who's you know. I mean, I love Richard Branson. Like, he's everything you want, like, a, a billionaire, playboy, billionaire, yeah. hotshot to be. Like, he's got islands. He's got record labels. He's got cell phones. He doesn't even go to space. He's got islands. He's got, you know, like, I own this island. I own this island. Yeah, I own this like, space. Got a couple of islands over there. Yeah. Like, he, and, and then, but his, you know, he's revolutionized uh, the, well, he tried to revolutionize the music industry you know, with his yeah. label, concerts, uh, you know, mobile, mobile phone technology. Uh, I think his company was what we talked about vertical vertical inter- integration before yep. having your own label with your own artists your own music and selling it in your own stores. Yep. Well, I think he was one of the first guys to do it on like the international level like that, which was very successful. Right. Well, shout out to Branson. Good. good that, that's that's some crazy. I don't know some crazy ish, but I, I will never. I don't care if I am like super loaded rich. I'll, I'll sign up. I'm going. Uh, you really? I'm going for sure. If I had the, the paper to do that, absolutely. No, I think you're not paying Gravity, me. I'm, I'm gravity. Like, if, <laughs> if, if Richard Branson said, I will give you enough money to be rich enough to go on that flight, <laughs> to go on that flight, I would, I would stay poor. No thanks. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so I uh, want to thank you all for uh, joining us on iTunes. This is our, our, our first show. We're doing our thing. Thank you very much for checking us out. 
um, uh, here at Black Hollywood Live. And, uh, you know, it's our first show, Geek Nerd Tech. We hopefully have a lot more to go, a lot, a lot more to talk about. So please uh, feel free to download us and check us out and, and rate us. And, and we will uh, try to do good stuff. <laughs> Try to do good stuff. Try to do yes, good sir. stuff. There we go. So, uh, so I want to talk about some pop culture stuff here, and I really wanted to talk about this show that I'm super, super excited about, which is J.J. Abrams' um, new show on Fox, Almost Human, mm-hmm. which is, you know, for the, for the nerd geeks in the room, three of us, it's a very, very exciting show. It's a very, 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 very cool thing. It's got, you know, it's got my man um, Carl Urban, who... Is he like he? Carver all of a sudden become like the geek fan, the fanboy. I don't. He's Judge Dredd. Yeah. He's Bones. Yep. You know. Now he's this dude. You know, uh, John John uh, Lieutenant D- Detective John Kinnix, whatever his name is. I think it's John Kinnix or something. So, uh, I like Carl Urban. I, I don't know where he came from. Do you, where, I don't. What's, well, he's he's an Aussie. Uh, yes. You're, you're pulling oh, so us out. Australia. He's Australia. Yeah, he comes from Australia. <laughs> okay, let's check. He comes from Aussie. I got it. Uh, all yeah. to know. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, I could pull him up. I didn't know you were going to throw this at me, no, no, but I no, mean, no. I was definitely going to talk about Star Trek and the fact, yeah, he's, he's huge in Star Trek. He was also in in the first Red movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and uh, yeah, he's just phenomenal. The great, you know, he's got a great sort of uh, something going on there. I mean, he's great as Doctor McCoy. He's great as Bones in Star Trek. He's he has uh he has that whole intonation down sure. and everything. Yeah, no, he's definitely got the uh, the the forest the forest. Kelly? Yeah, the DeForest Kelly. DeForest Kelly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, and then it's also got my man Michael Ely, uh, who, who I like a lot. He was in that, he, I liked him in that, that Showtime, that pre-Homeland Showtime show, Sleeper Cell. Mm. Remember that one? No, I don't. It was like very pre, pre-Homeland, and it was sort of like, you know, him infiltrating a Sleeper Cell. It was like, yeah. it was like 24-esque. It was really, really good. Mm. And, you know, it's a good show. Do you remember that show, Keely? I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's before our time, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Michael Ely, though. <laughs> so the premise of the show is obviously set in the future. It's very, it's very Blade Runner esque. It's this futuristic. Basically, it's, it's, a, it's a cop show. It's a cop show, standard cop show. But the, the twist is, in the future, uh, you know, it's the same sort of trope of you know, I got a you know a grizzled cop who gets a new partner and they ha- they don't like each other and they have to sort of work things out, a la Lethal Weapon or whatever it is. You know, whatever every it's every like every Lethal cop, Weapon meets iRobot. Every cop show, <laughs> except the, the 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 twist on this is a it's in the future. Mm-hmm. And B, the partner is a robot. Yeah. And the robot is Michael Ely. And he has feelings and is sensitive and blah, 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 blah. So I want to talk about this because not only because I'm excited about it and it's and it's JJ Abrams and Brian Burke and those guys. Um, but I just think it's fascinating. I, I'm really uh, one of the things that people aren't talking about that I really like about this show is so the premise is Carl Urban's character hates synthetics and he hates you know the robots and he really does not like his partner and his partner is black you know he's a robot but he's black and so it's like i think it's a weird it's an interesting place that we've come to where i feel like that if this show were made five years ago or ten years ago michael ely would have to be the you know the 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 non-synthetic and then carl urban would have to be the robot because it would be really sort of uncomfortable to have this white man saying how much he hates this this, this black character, mm-hmm. even though, but but it's not talked about it at all. It's it's elevated to the point of like, you know, this is a a real, you know, this is thirty five years in the future, so it's like a real post racial society, which I don't know if we'll ever get to a post racial society, but this is a real post racial society. Is allegedly, you know, uh, Michael Ely is mixed race, and uh, so he's like the sort of like the everyman, if you will. No, there he is right there. So he is like, yeah, he's this uh, very earnest synthetic. 
and Urban's this grizzled cop, and they're you know supposed to sort of uh, you know make it together and do their thing. I kind of like that premise. I like the idea that he's this you know this he's this black dude. It's okay for. Uh, this character to not like the black guy and nobody, you know, nobody get pissed off <laughs> about okay it. With it. It just seems like that, that, that's progress to me. I don't know. Do you think that that's something that might get brought up though in the mainstream media once this once this comes out? I haven't heard that take yet. Yeah, that's a hot take enough. from Joe Braswell. <laughs> that's a hot take. Yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious about it. But I don't know. But I was talking to uh, to my man Achilles Shine about this. And he had a different take on that. Yeah, my take was very, <laughs> very much different. I mean, I, I see where you're going with it um, in terms of you know, 10 years ago, how the reversal might be more suitable, more acceptable. Um, and it's interesting that we're able to see this on television now. But, I mean, I, I don't quite I don't quite share the same thought of, of you. My thought is more so, like, it's kind of symbolic of uh, how things typically are historically in this country as it relates to race relations. Explain. In the sense that a robot is meant to serve Uh-oh. the master. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> a, a robot is programmed to serve the master. Yes. And so... The master happens to be white. Why you got to be black? And the robot happens to be black. <laughs> and not only, you know, typically we think of robots that don't have emotion. This character is a robot with emotions. Right. So he yearns for something. I wonder what he's going to yearn for. Well, okay. Is he going to yearn for freedom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to be free. <laughs> I thought this show was progressive. I thought this was a new take on stuff. Well, don't forget that the one word you want to remember in this is they're partners. They're still, they're, they're, yes. They are partners. Well, I, I've actually seen the, I've seen the pilot. Okay. And, uh, I, I, Does this it, come I, up? It, well, you know, I, I, I would say I, I get where you're coming from, Akili. I don't, I don't see that now. I don't, they're, they're, they're going out of the way not to make it that. They're really trying to do something, you know, different and say the, the sci-fi genre piece. But man, that kind of blows my take up. I can't even look at now. I can't even look at Michael Ealy the same way. I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> no. But I, I really. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. But I, I feel like. Well, I guess what you're saying is, what? What do you want? They should be clear, or they should be like. In, 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 what? What? To, they should not be. What should they be? I mean, that's just my my answer to to your take. Like, right. I mean, of course, uh, like the difference between a robot and an android is an android has human features. So clearly would have to have some humanoid features and right. being that he looks like a black guy right. is a black guy i get it right hmm. i don't know you know you any takes on, on the show for me forget you you don't get into the dive into the race stuff but like what are you, are you excited about the show <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited about the show i mean jj abrams i mean the cast is great michael ely's done a lot of great stuff too i mean we talked mainly about carl urban but michael ely's been uh i have to pull up some of the stuff because i can't remember off the top of my head but he's definitely he's definitely a name that stood out uh, for other other stuff, I, I'm really curious to see how popular Michael Ealy's character is because I think people do identify a lot more with uh, the robot character for some reason. Yeah. Partially, I mean, everyone sees the humanity in yeah. a character like this, this and this you is... even like you. I mean, that was a really interesting concept that you had there, and, and I'm sure you know other people might think that way. But look at look at other robots like Spock. Uh, not Spock's not a robot, like, but Spock's, huh? Spock's very robot-esque, like a right. logical type of person. But I was actually data. referring to Data. That's what I was thinking about. Right. Right. I, I got you. Data but... is like the perfect example. What about like characters like like? Remember that movie Short Circuit? I know I'm dating yeah. you and me right now. Yeah. Uh, but Short I'm, Circuit. I'm, 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 I'm too young to remember Short Circuit. <laughs> <laughs> or Wall-E. About. I read or, about it. Or or yeah, but there are characters. <laughs> I mean, this is technically your character of something that is not human that longs to be human. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. So I mean, that's that's a reoccurring thing, I and mean, we can go back to Blade Runner me even further uh yeah. in short circuit but, but that's five, the thing like what, what makes what makes what's like the crux the foundation of being human 
to be able to pursue things in life without restriction, essentially. Right. And a robot can't do that. Well, well, that, that, well, you'll see, you'll see the show. I mean, he, he, you know, he just wants to be free and treated equal. <laughs> and not to not to be bossed around. No, we'll see. But anyway, it's a good. Show. I will say my only my only my only uh, and we'll get, we only got a few minutes left. But my only other hot take on this is like you know when you said this like it's JJ Abrams and I hear JJ Abrams and I get excited. I love JJ Abrams. Everything about JJ Abrams. But JJ Abrams, you know, TV career as of late has not been really cracking. He hasn't really had any. I mean, he's done some progressive things. He did that the spy. What's the spy one he did with Boris Boris Kajo and. Uh, and the Nigerian British girl who's who's really hot, the the two black spies. You don't even know what it was. It was NBC two years ago. I forget what it's called. But anyway, oh oh, um, it was undercovers. No. Yeah, undercovers. That's yeah, undercovers. exactly right. That was it. Yeah, two black spies, two mm-hmm. black leads on TV it lasted two seconds. Yeah, but and it was a good show. It was a it good was a, show. It was a really good show. Uh, we but he tried. So I don't know. But but my point is, I don't know. J.J. Abrams has got to take some big swings and some big misses. So he really, I think he really needs a TV hit. I mean, Lost was a long time ago. You know, at this point, and so was Alias, so mm-hmm. and so was Felicity. So I, you know, I like to see that. You know, I like. To, I hope this is. I'm rooting for him on this one. I hope this is a hit. Uh, and then just we're gonna ra- ram, run through these next quick things. So speaking of TV, uh, Nando, your boy Sean Diddy Combs has launched a new network. He, yeah, and uh, we've talked about this for a while. And this comes from this this new Comcast deal that sort of says, you know, when Comcast bought NBC Universal, uh, the cable company, it was like part of what they have to do is they have to give. Uh, create some channels for some minorities, give some minority owners some opportunities to have some channels. So mm-hmm. you have people like Robert Rodriguez, uh, the director Robert Rodriguez got to start El Rey, which is also coming, which is a sort of like the, the English Spanish language uh, channel that you'll be watching, Nando, right? Yeah, of El course. Rey. Yeah, El, El Rey. Rey. El Rey. <laughs> Absolutely. Nando. El Rey. But uh, but Akili and I will also be watching <laughs> the, uh, the the Revolt, which is which is Sean's network. This is Sean. I'm, I'm called, we call, I call him Sean, which is Diddy's network and. Um, you know, it's 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 here and the programming's out and it's a lot a lot of buzz, a lot of hype. It is music driven. He's the face of it. Um I don't I don't like what I see so far. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Diddy and what he's done um for hip hop, what he's done, you know, in the last twenty years. Like he's done some amazing things. And I'm rooting for him with this with this new venture. Right. But the things that I have seen thus far, with the amount of money that, you know, they put into this this platform and just like the output of production and just the creativeness about it, I'm not really seeing it. But I want to give it some time and be fair. But I'm, I'm really rooting for the brother. I hope I hope he comes and kills it. I mean, you know, I, I'm not rooting against him. I really hope he kills it too. But like this is, you saw, I mean, look, launching a network is not easy. You saw Oprah. Exactly. You know, who it's, it's hard to come out of the blue with all new programming. You need to have you know, a bunch of established reruns. You know, all these other channels start with like, you know, people buy like, you know, you know, uh, ten seasons of Frasier. And yeah, you syndicated just, stuff. You just run Frasier all day, right. and then you build an audience, and then you build your, you know, your thing around that. That's all these networks start. So, good luck, to, good luck to D Combs. But um, that's that's definitely something that we'll have our eye on. Um, and then, you know, um, now before we get out of here, really quickly, uh, I do want to hear about this Nike Fuel Band, Achilles. So, tell me, tell me about this thing. So, yeah, man, um, the. the uh, New version is dropping next month. Um, the Nike Fuel. What is Band. it? I don't know what it is. Essentially, it's an activity <laughs> tracker. You put it on your wrist. Where have you been? Everyone exactly, has one. I don't exactly. know. I some, some nerd tech guy. I am. I don't know what. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't have one. I mean, in a nutshell, it tracks your physical activity. Got it. Um, it, it. It tracks how many calories you burn, how many steps you take, 
And then it has like the social aspect to it where you're able to share that data with friends, a community. And so then you can compete. See who, and what, pretty much in the course of a day, you get what's called fuel, fuel points. And those fuel points, um, you know, you track those over a course of time, and that's how you compete with with friends who also have fuel vans. Uh-huh. But essentially, in a nutshell, that's what it is: is tracking your physical activity. And right. the new one um, actually has a sleep mode and is able to it'll put you to sleep. It's able to track your sleep if you're getting, you know, it'll put you to sleep <laughs> if you're getting good Press hours of sleep. But the new one's called the SP, right? Like fuel van SP, I believe. Um, it's called the SE. SE. Yeah. Oh, SE. God. How, my initials how, do you, how do you like yours? Uh, I like mine. As, as the kid says, it tracks. It's an accelerometer, which okay. is, uh, I don't know, the way I look at it, it's almost more like a, what do you call those things when you walk that charts a... Uh, Charts the um, the amount of steps P- you take. P- P- pedometer. Pedometer. Yeah, it's it's an accelerometer, so it's a little bit more high tech than than a pedometer. That sounds like that sounds like Cialis or Viagra. Accelerometer. <laughs> accelerometer. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you accelerate, and it and it judges, I guess, according to how much you're accelerating your mo- movement, your motion. It's not just like a pedometer; just really gauges the distance. But I guess this does a little bit more. Uh, there is GPS technology, I believe, on here as well, but. Um, you know what I like about it is it attaches to my iPhone, and I can share it. Again, I can share it. I can look at the map. What I don't like about it is there are goals that can be set, and uh, to set like how active you are. It's great for saying I want to be active. Let me see how active I am, and you could see your Nike fuel bands, which is the Nike calorie right. count, really. But what happens is if you you have till midnight to achieve it, and if you don't, what you can do is you can just start waving this thing around uh, and, and marking up the numbers. So you can cheat with this thing. Yeah. The thing with the new one, though, which is, I think is really cool, is that it has Bluetooth 4.0. So instead of you plugging it up to a computer or plugging it up to your iPhone, it does it, you know? Oh, uh, you could do... It has Bluetooth. This one has Bluetooth as well. I don't know if I have a 4.0, but it has Bluetooth. I can I can just uh, sync it up with my iPhone without, without charging it or anything. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, I like that. I just wish that there was... Uh, I, I'm glad about the speak mode. Right. Sleep mode, excuse me, because that's one thing I've been curious. There are other ones. Jawbone has one called Up that I believe monitors uh, sleep yeah, mode. Yeah, and there's a few others. Yeah, you know you know about Up? You don't oh, know about yeah. the Nike My, my sister band? has Jawbone Up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know Jawbone, but you don't know Nike. <laughs> no, no, yeah, sorry. I mean, like, you just killed them off on that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, Jawbone. One of my sisters sent me a text like, I got Jawbone. I'm like, Jawbone? Like, it, I thought it was like one of Bone Thugs and You're like, oh yeah, Jawbone. What's Nike though? I still don't know what Nike is. Uh, yeah, so ultimately, I, I use it. I like it a lot. It keeps me accountable, except for when I'm cheating. Cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so. Chicken it around. Yeah, okay. but again, this is a perfect example of wearable tech. Uh, it's still very basic, but uh, if you want to get into a workout regimen, I totally recommend it. Because, you know, you're, you're eating a big lunch, and you're like, wait, how much activity have I had? Oh, I haven't worked out that much. You know, you can you can chart yourself. Wearable tech. So when you and would you be would you get, are you gonna get one? Man, I think I will. I passed on on generation one, but it, like the price for this is only a buck fifty. So I think I might have to get this one. Like, okay. I think I think, be, it's, I think it's a cool device. When I see people who have it and using it during workouts, like I think it would give you that extra push, especially for you, brother. Oh wow, that's not necessary. So <laughs> so I so so I have the I have to get the, the wearable the, the watch tech and then the wearable other joint. You don't have a gang of stuff on your wrist, right? Yeah, I don't wear my watch. Diapers. Really. I don't really wear my watch because it's the, <laughs> the glasses, Google Glass. Google Glass. Be like, okay, you can get beat up on the street, man, Go- for uh, all your stuff. Well, we'll get we'll, we'll talk about Google Glass a little more next week when it when it when it's here. Did here, you say but, Google Glass or Google Glass? 
I don't know. It depends. I, you know, I, if you Google ass, you don't know what you'll get. Don't Google ass, folks. Google glass. Anyway, uh, that's uh, well, that, that's pretty much all we got. We, we were we were going to talk to uh, have a special guest in tonight, but did not make it. So we will have a very very special guest next week, uh, and we'll try to have a guest for you every week, someone we can talk to and break some stuff down with. But in the meantime, that was uh, Geek Nerd Tech. We will do this every week, and we will get better and better and better until we are the best nerds ever. Nando Bell, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nando Bell. Yes, sir. <laughs> Simple. Akili Shine. Akili Shine. You can find me at Akili Shine on Twitter, Instagram. Got a lot of great projects going. Check me out. Yes, and you can find me at Twitter at Joe K. Braswell and on Instagram at Joe Braswell. Is that how that works? I'm new to Instagram. That's it. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining Geek Nerd Tech. See you soon. From producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Christian, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. I mentioned it a couple of times. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.